Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Fabio Molle, and every week I try to bring you insights from players, coaches, parents, and experts who are ingrained in the world of high-level tennis. Today is the second part of our five-part ASICS mini-series, which I recorded while at the ASICS house in Paris. In our first episode, I caught up with Rohan Bopana, who told us how he has overcome having no cartilage in his knees, as well as his secrets to returning to the ATP Tour doubles top 10 as a 43-year-old. In today's part two, I speak to 25-year-old Slovak Alex Molkan. Alex is currently ranked in the world's top 80 and has a career high of 36. He's coached by Novak Djokovic's former coach, Marian Vida. Alex tells us his main characteristic on the court, the importance of focus and intensity on the practice court, as well as the need to chill. The other upcoming episodes will feature the informed Borna Courage, who is looking stronger than ever after his shoulder injury, Olympic champion Belinda Bencic, who ASICs have recently signed. And I also speak to Marina Caiazzo, who is the global sports marketing expert for ASICs. And she tells us about what ASICs looks for players that they want to sign. It was a great opportunity to speak to these people. And I hope you pick up some useful knowledge and insights throughout the episodes. If you do enjoy the episodes or find it helpful and you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please hit subscribe button and or forward it to someone you think that might find it useful. It really helps the podcast grow. Okay, here's Alex. Alex, welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm all good. Yeah. Happy to be in Paris. Uh, so yeah. Great. Well, you're looking great in your new ASICS gear. It's really nice. What do you think of the pink? Why not? Yeah. It is, why not? It's it's nice. It's, you know, it's colorful. I, I like to, you know, to to be shining on the court. So uh, great. Yeah, it like matches it. your game. Yeah. And how long have you been with ASICS? Since uh, this year, I started okay. in January. Okay. So, is it already been good to you? Yeah, of course, all good with them. Perfect. Nice, nice. Okay, well, let's get into something interesting here. First of all, can you tell me one characteristic about you that makes you who you are? Probably, I'm fighter. Um, I'm, I always fight. I want to win the matches. Even I'm, I'm losing, I always try to to win it. So, uh, yeah, I think it's the this is the main character characteristic for me. And where did you pick that up? Did you always have it or was it from your parents or? Probably I have it in me since I was a young kid and it sticked with me for my career. So yeah, that's and the one. Do you remember some junior matches, tough junior? Were you were you one of those battlers out there? What sort of junior player Ooh, were you? There are ah, hearts who I cannot uh, remember right now, but of course there were some tough matches that I survived because I was fighting. Yeah. So, But I cannot tell you the example yeah, yeah, when it happened, but uh, also last year in Australia, I was cramping in fourth set incredibly. I was in such a pain, but I was still trying to, to win it. And yeah, I won. So there are a few matches that I really, if I remember them it's it's a nice feeling that I made it and what are you telling yourself in that exact moment like just keep fighting figure out a way what are the exact words going yeah keep head? fighting and you need to figure out the way exactly okay. it's, 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 it's that yeah you need oh. to figure out yeah and tell me some of your non-negotiables do you have any non-negotiables that rules you set your standards you set yourself that you must do every day you need to work almost every day you know in tennis life uh Sometimes, of course, you need to have chill for yourself because it's also very important. But once you're practicing, you need to be 100%. Not, it's not about length of the practices, but it's about intensity and the quality you put into it. So, and this is the big mistake. Many people think that 
if you practice more, you're going to be better. Of course, you need to practice, but you need to have the in intensity and the quality in these practices. That's what's... And, and who, did you learn this yourself or did somebody teach you this? Uh, I think I learned by myself because I had a lot of strategies in my practices and probably this one suits me the most. Once I, you know, focus, sometimes you can have 40 minutes practice, but if you, if you go 101% and full intensity, it's, it's more than three hours. Okay, on the court. great. And quite well, I nearly forgot actually there, but your coach, Marion Vider, famous coach, we all know him from Djokovic, but how good has it been working with him? Does his knowledge of working with Djokovic, has that helped you? Of course, uh, he's one of the probably most successful, successful uh, coach in the tennis history, I can say that probably. So he has a lot of experience. Uh, he brings a lot of professionalism into the team. So I really look up to him and listen what he says uh, about tennis, about anything. I can talk with him about everything I can think of. So he's really supportive and a really good person to be with. Yeah, it was really nice. We had him on the podcast maybe about a year, no, a year and a half ago. It was, it was when he was working with Novak. It was him and Goran had, it was unbelievable. Like, he's a really nice guy. I haven't met him today, but I must get a quick hello. And he's not there, but no, he's, I'll, I'll see him after. No, I did yeah. see him, I just ah, haven't said hello. Okay. But, uh, so, okay, so it, we're all about 1% better every day at Functional Tennis. That's the, one of the messages we try and get across. Do you have advice for younger players out there and how they can be 1% better every day? Yeah, uh, I don't know. As I said before, uh, you need to focus on the practice. Uh, of course, sometimes you have a good day, bad day, but you still need to, if you're on the, on the tennis court, as I said, do your 100%, focus on the practice. You can practice one hour, but just focus on that, and that's going to move you up this 1% every day. So, uh, but of course, you need to have a fun. Yeah. You, you cannot do it uh, if you don't like it. So if you like it and you're working and you're happy with the practice, I think you, you'll be a better player. And you mentioned fun a couple of times. How do you have fun when you're not in the tennis court? What do you do to relax and unwind? I like to watch some series, to play computer games, uh, going with my friends. Yeah. Uh, also, of course, with, I'm living with my girlfriend, so okay. yeah, she's Hanging uh, out with I'm, her. I'm with her all day. So yeah. Uh, Does that, she travel with you? Sometimes, yes. She's not here in Paris, but uh, she's coming, I think, probably to Wimbledon. And is it, everybody wants to go to Wimbledon. Is it different when they're around or not around? Are you more relaxed or do you feel like you have to entertain them a bit more? Is there, does it change how you are that week or two? I mean, I like when she's around me because she's really supportive. She's not trying to, you know, uh, to destroy my comfort zone, you know, because when, I, when you're in the tournament, you need to, you know, you need to be uh relaxed yeah, you cannot you know be like oh she want to go there so i need to go there but yeah, but i have practice you know she needs to understand that i'm yeah. on, on the tennis tournament and she understand that yeah. so that's uh that's really really important yeah. and yeah um, when i'm around her I, I i like it great and I have two more questions for you one is advice for tennis parents uh, you're a successful tennis player you've come up to the juniors now you've been on the tour what is good advice for the parents of younger tennis players that can help make their kid more comfortable? I would say you still need to be uh, helping the child, even if he's 16, 17, when this is, the, this is the age when a lot of tennis players are going down. 
because you know the parties and the friends mm-hmm. so the parents still need to be you know uh have the strong hand on them okay. uh you know to to talk with them and uh but it's it's a good question because i was speaking with marian about that and it's really hard to to say what's the best yes, but i yeah. think i think the parents uh needs to be needs to hold their children and uh in, in the way that you know he cannot go to parties when he's 17 or 16 because then he's going bad road so uh yeah But still you, be there. So you're saying that yeah. the player, when they're 16, 17, they may want to go out, they see their other friends yeah. going out, doing whatever, drinking or partying, and they want to get involved. Do you think if the player is really committed and loves tennis, that that won't be an issue? It's going to be the issue, I think. I mean, of course, there are a few, or some players that they will not do it. Yeah. I mean, Of course, you need to have the chill. Yeah, you need yeah. to be relaxed, of course, but you cannot do it on a weekly basis. Oh, no. You cannot yeah. go every Friday. Yeah, of course, every 17-year-old guy can find a way to to go with the friends yeah. and you know to, to drink maybe or to you know to do the things. Yeah, they show bad things. Yeah. Let's say for the tennis, yeah. but. Uh, What were you like as a seventeen? Yeah, I was. I was like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, because I was, I was uh, living alone in that time when I was sixteen. You know, my mother was in my home city. I was alone in Bratislava, so it was, it was a little bit uh, harder because you know you have a lot of distractions if you don't have parents. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I was with my friends, but I don't regret anything. To be honest, uh, I'm not saying. Uh, go and and do all the crazy stuff but but i have a lot of good memories with my friends and many things so Great. uh yeah i don't regret anything but uh don't do very much this bad regularly that, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay that's good and you come from that that's where you come from so you're speaking from experience my last question is the interesting question we get a few different answers all the time but what in your opinion is the difference in tennis players some who are futures some who play challengers and some who have reached the ATP tour what for you are the main differences in those three players mm, the futures it's it's the first step right you from the futures you go to challengers i mean also in the futures i remember when i was playing futures uh you could see 200 ranked guy playing futures i think now it's not that i'm not going to say it's not hard but uh the 200 ranked player is playing challengers already so these guys who are playing futures need to to jump to let's say 500 so they can play some qualies yeah. in on challengers once they are there of course it's harder because you play against better players and uh, the difference between uh, challenger and atp is uh, the professionalism is the really important i mean the most important thing uh and uh the guys on atp level they don't let's say surrender that much that often they're not making mistakes they know what to do because sometimes on challengers uh some players are you know ah oh, okay i don't i don't feel it today i'll retire i yeah. don't know I, it's I like don't tennis yeah sometimes i'm not saying every yeah, yeah. Uh, every single tournament is like that but sometimes yeah the the players you know don't have don't have the motivation because if you're an ATP tournament the motivation is higher of course yeah. you get a better player more points more money so it's all comes together and you you okay. try a little bit more so interesting yeah interesting that you you just yeah. locked in the ATP yeah. like, there's no take no prisoners yeah, yeah of course great Alex so thank Perfect. you very much thank you appreciate it
hope you enjoyed that short clip with Asics. I'll be back in a few days' time with part three, where I speak to Olympic gold medalist Belinda Bencic.